Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, daspitlaw.com. The silver boot is back in Yeah, it's official. Take down the boot again. The golden jug, the nickel hammer, the spittoon, wooden Woken bucket, axe. or some type of hoe, the garden arrangement, garden arrangement, the rickety plow, rickety plow, rickety plow, 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 rickety, rickety plow, plow. We play for silver boot. If I'm not mistaken, the silver boot originally was made of crystal. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. <laughs> Welcome back, 803, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, 713-780-3776. we got a half hour here before we get Josh paid on to talk college football. Uh, so we got that going on here. 713-780-3776 is the number. way, I got a call before the, I'd heard this. I'd, I got a call from our buddy Michael over at Pete's Fine Meats. Do you know what have, we were talking about the meat stuff. So, you know, we haven't, we actually got rain a couple days ago. It was, I've never acted like more of a fool. I was so excited about rain. rain. I mean, I took pictures, like, what am am I taking pictures of rain? Well, it barely wet the street. Uh, We got some pretty good one for about eight minutes, and that was it. But I'll take it. I'll take anything right now. But do you know that this has, do you know what it's doing to, like, farmers? He told me with the farmers he deals with because they don't have hay like mm-hmm. you know there's there's limited food supply because everything's dying off and so the farmers and it's kind of a big deal to me because my you know my mom and dad both came from they were farmers my dad on the wheat side my mom on the cattle side but they're getting absolutely they're having to take their cattle to to slaughter earlier because they don't they can't feed them they can't feed them so they're taking them in earlier and the guys at the feedlots are the ones who are doing the processing and everything, the slaughterhouses, because they've got leverage. They're saying, "Eh, we'll give you usually what goes for fifteen hundred. They said we'll give you eight hundred for it." And they're like, "What? Yeah, we'll give you eight hundred for it." Well, so they have to sell for eight hundred. So they're losing money left and right. The farmers are. Then they're turning around selling it to people like Michael, you know, at crushing at, it at premium rates. Yeah, at premium rates. And he's like, "Dude," he goes, "I'm just telling you right now." He said, people better, he said, you need to tell people whether they're coming to Pete's Fine Meats or wherever, they better get their meat now and their pork. He said, the worst is going to be bacon. He said, bacon's going to be out of control, the prices. He said, once it gets to, once you start hitting, you know, Thanksgiving on, he said, you are going to, and actually it's going to happen before that. He said, get ready because the prices of meat, steaks, uh, anything that's pork is going to go sky high, sky high. So, Load up, load up right now. Uh, I mean, he's a, it's a great place to go get your tailgate stuff over there, Pete's. We do that with Michael over there. But Absolutely. He just said that's going to, right now, The he said the weather, you may not be thinking much about this, but the weather's about to have a huge impact on our prices uh, for, for anything protein-based, basically. Is there anything else, anything else, any other bad news we can have? From now meat's going to be ridiculously high. Anything else? I know. My goodness, everybody's so and greedy. Bacon, you should you should never be allowed to charge too much no, for bacon. Bacon should be on everything. Bacon is good for me. Man. And Pete, have you seen they they got bacon there that they they uh, make the themselves? Big fat strips. Oh, 
with the pepper, so the one good. that they pepper. So good. Well, he's like, Michael's like, I'm having to buy. He said, I'm buying right now bone-in stuff. He said, I'm buying so much steak right now because I know what's going to happen to it. And he wants to be able to keep his prices where his prices are. And he's like, you know, he said, just you can tell people that if you want to. He said, but he said, this is getting ready. He really was telling me. He goes, hey, I'm just letting you know. You may want to load up early and put stuff in freezers because it's going to go really high. And when you tell me the bacon's going high, what kind of country or what kind of terrible weather patterns are we having when bacon Bacon. gets out of control? Bacon is out of control. Uh, Did you see Caleb Williams' father's quote? He said... He said that Caleb Williams might stay at USC for another year if he doesn't like the environment of the team that he's going to go to. The funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity. It gets the, they get the first pick. So it's the gift and the curse. So if there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. NIL money is one thing, and Caleb Williams is probably making, did you see Shadur? His, his NIL money went from 250 to 380 Well, Caleb Williams is in so many commercials. Yeah. So I don't know what they're paying Yeah, national per. commercials. Yeah, national commercials. He's so. on Wendy's. Oh, no, the- I'm sorry. He went from $2.5 million to Shadur to $3.8 million. That's his value? That's his value. Right, and he got NIL deals after that first game in which now he's going to be making 3.8, which is more money than a lot of, a lot of, NFL, some, a lot of NFL quarterbacks are making their base salary. It's more. Um, it's, no, this is a real thing where some there are going to be some players, not typically first-round quarterbacks, but yeah. there are going to be some players who decide to come back because of some NIL because – it's not really name, image, likeness. It's just huge pay. paydays. Yeah. And so if colleges are willing to pay you under the table to, you know, I mean, to keep you there and you feel like it, and you can do stuff in the guise of NIL, there's going to be some some guys who are going to be thinking about the actual numbers. And well, yeah, but, may t- make but more somebody sense. made a pretty good point is that you got to start that clock. You want to get to that second contract well, as Darryl soon Morey, as possible. Daryl Morey said that I was in a, I was in a meeting with, uh, it was like Maury and, and Jeff Van Gundy, and it was Tad Brown was talking for Jarrett Stidham. Right. Stidham was deciding whether or not to come out. And, you know, and, and, and Chris Paul had a, a – Chris Paul's like, you know, you can't – if you're not ready to be – to gr- take on gro- – to take grown men who have kids and some of them are at the end of his career, if you're not ready to lead those guys, he made a great, great point. It, Ted Johnson had a comment about something. I just, you know, made my little comments. I was part of the group, and I just d- did draft stuff or whatever where he could get drafted. Daryl Morey, they went to Daryl. He goes, oh, he said 100% come out immediately. Start the clock. You have earning potential. Of, and Daryl's whole thing was this very practical, you have this many earning years yeah. in your life. Start it now. You'll earn more money if you start it now. But I would argue, like, that is a that is a numbers-based argument. I would argue that you take the short-term money, like, and we'll get to Gervon Dexter in a second, which is a very interesting story that came out. If you take short-term money sometimes – it is, I mean, look at look at what happened with George. George Springer would never take short-term money. Kyle Tucker will not take short-term money. There's something to the long-term versus the short-term, and sometimes the long-term decision, you get better and better, and you're worth, you know, sometimes going back to school makes a lot of sense for a lot of players because you get better. You do get better <laughs> in college, and you're not 
trying to learn on the run against guys much bigger, much faster, much stronger, you're able to learn at a much more reasonable pace. C.J. Stroud would have 100% benefited from one more year at college, three years as a starter. But what about in Caleb Williams' case where he is trying to avoid being put in a bad organization? See, I, I, I hate this. I hated it with the Mannings when Eli Manning did it. I hate this idea because I have seen it before where a team like the Chargers, because San Diego Chargers at that time, the one he wanted to avoid, they became a good organization. The one he wanted to avoid because it was a quote-unquote bad organization, they became a good organization, had a lot of wins. I don't think they would regret he did go on to win two Super Bowls with the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thanks to wide receivers. Well, he was a great pass rush. Thanks to a great pass rush and a wide receiver. David Tyree going, catching it on his head. He won two Super Bowls. Now, uh, in other times that he was they were John average Elway, or below average. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Actually, two guys did. John Elway yeah. did it in, in early eighties. Alfram too with uh, the Colts, and then he. Did, I think it's uh, well, it's obviously a bad trend. One of the things that makes the NFL great is that everyone feels included. It's a very inclusive. It's a very inclusive sport from the standpoint of all markets are included. And all markets feel like they have a chance to win within a, as long as they draft well and all that. This is a golden goose situation. You start letting players determine their free agency like in, in basketball where they don't have to live up to contracts. We saw it with Jonathan Taylor. You start letting players in the draft determine wh- whether or not they will get drafted. There was rumors about Joe Burrow's dad not being happy and all this stuff. We're starting to hear that more and more. At some point, somebody is going to pull that. Uh, they're going to pull that card back out. It's bad for the league if you allow players to determine whether or not they will play for an organization well, uh, out yeah. of out of college. Well, it's bad I mean, from a from a from the standpoint of parity, in well, my opinion. Well maybe Caleb Williams' dad saw that Jonathan Gannon's speech and said, Not not my son. Well I, listen, not, I don't, don't want to play for them. I don't think, but I don't think John Jonathan Gannon's gonna three years would be a long time to me. What for do you Jonathan mean Gannon. Caleb Williams would be out of he would be eligible to play for the Cardinals for at least two years under Gannon, right? If you're talking three years. Yeah. So maybe, but I mean, like, yeah. Listen, you, you know, like you said, San Diego turned out to be a good or a really good organization, and I get it. You're you're going to the worst team, but you can and in the NFL, you can turn it around in a hurry. Yeah, if Phoenix isn't a bad place to live at no, all, no, it's a great place. It's not. Live. I guess he would just say, "Hey, Kyler's the number one overall pick, and he didn't turn it around." Well, no. I, I would argue well, also though that he's no. Kyler and not Caleb. Now, listen, but how many bad... guys did they fire? Well, but guess what? Kyler is the captain of that team and a leader. Okay. I know. That's what that's what I heard from Jonathan Gannon. True, anyway. Captain Kyler. But, but yeah. we talk about what players can we, achieve, and I guess if you're some players we, go, do we? I, I've seen some of the I've seen some of these organizations, and no one can turn those guys yeah. no, organizations not around. Team, not that team. Yeah. Well, right, well, break well, why would Deshaun go to the Cleveland Browns then? for money? Yeah. Guaranteed for, money. For, yeah, two hundred thirty million guaranteed. Yeah. Well, look at you could just play video games all day. Well, and you d- still oh, get by paid the way, Deshaun says, "Oh, watch this! I'm gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year." How's that taste for, to you now? Like asparagus. Deshaun just said that. He said. Well, you can say whatever you want. Well, I, I think Deshaun's having a bounce back here, so do how does it taste to you? Okay. You well, don't. He, oh, you just doubted the, the Cleveland Browns. You just doubted them, and now doubter. all of a sudden you're I'm not a doubter. So, Deshaun. I'm not a doubter. Can, I think Deshaun's going to come back. Before we go, year. can we clarify how it'll taste I'm to both of you? you're not. How will it taste to just you if Deshaun has a great year? And how will it taste to you if Deshaun has a great year? We're not, we're not talking about. I'm not how, talking what about ta- Deshaun. What stuff you, like. you both we're said. Not, how, I mean, I'm you both said. How's that going to taste? How's that taste? Uh, John, what's well, today? Thursday. It tastes like the Ragels. Uh, 
Ooh. Uh, pastrami sandwich. Whoa, that's pastrami today. There it goes. Yeah. Uh, da- John Daspit? I tell you how this is going to taste. It tastes pretty good for players who are are involved in NIL uh, deals with, with John Das, but he continues to grow. It's because his business is growing, and the beneficiaries are local athletes. He's big. He went to high school locally. He went to uh, college at Texas, got a couple degrees there, then went to Houston, got his law degree. So, you know, I was thinking about this. I saw a guy, I was at physical therapy a while back for my, when I was had my uh, ankle issue, and, and I saw a guy in there who's actually a listener of the show, and his knee is all swollen up, and I thought he had just been in some bad accident. It turns out he was in a really, really bad car accident, but it was like a couple of years ago, and this has never changed. Like, this is a permanent it just made me feel really bad for him, and I also realized this guy is going to be in physical therapy for the rest of his life. And that's why when you have some of these accidents, you got to make sure that you have a lawyer like John Daspit who understands the, the, the you know how extreme certain accidents are, whether it's on the roadway, whether it's at the workplace. Is this something that, you know, are your bills being taken care of? Are there going to be future bills because of the injuries? How's your physical therapy going? How are the payments on that? Is this something that's going to last long term? You need somebody to fight for all of this. The totality, you know, of of what your is what your situation entails, and that's John Daspit. Ten, there's ten uh, offices here across the state of Texas with over fifty lawyers, and he's expanding by the day. It's it's uh, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Call seven one three. Call now. That's seven one three. Call now or go to daspitlaw.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. the number. Austin wants to get in here and talk about Caleb Williams. What do you say, Austin? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, so my thought process is that maybe the reason why Caleb Williams, you know, through his father, is maybe kind of stating this possibly is that Maybe it has nothing to do with Johnny Van Gannon or whatnot. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to play for Gannon either, but maybe it's just the Cardinals' ownership. I've heard of stories about how they really don't treat players like they, at least at the other leagues, you know, the way they do. You know, about I think the way they, like, basically offer them just, like, they have to tell them to pay for their own meals or snacks or something like that. It's just stuff that, like, I know it's elitist and everything, but it just, you know, if you're being treated better at other organizations, why would you want to go to the Cardinals? I mean, at the end of the day, I do agree with Zerline, though. Like, definitely, it's not going to do the league well. Like, you just you can't have it become the NBA. Because to be honest, I think that's the reason why the NBA is losing fans right now is the way the way the players like are just controlling everything. Yeah, listen, the Bidwells have they do they have a, they have a, a history. Yeah, they have. I a mean, rep- my dad coached yeah. for me. He liked them fine. I don't think around the league though. I do think uh, what Austin's saying is accurate. I don't know if Caleb Williams knows that or not, but. He he already has an agent, so I'm sure an agent is you know is well aware. Any agent's going to be well aware of of what's going on. Um, there has been, I think you can make it. You know, they had a good run. My dad was there with with Bruce Arians. They had a little bit of a run. They were pretty good with Carson Palmer there. That's kind of a, ironically enough, uh, that was kind of uh, an aberration in the desert because it's. It has been it's been a little tougher for him. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl against the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers. You definitely don't want to get him to be like the NBA where players don't want to 
right now you've got some players who don't want to live up to contracts. You've got guys who don't want to even, if you don't pay them early enough, they want out of rookie deals. And that's, that's a problem. You have to kind of stand up to the, the parity of the collective. The collective bargaining agreement is set up to provide parity. And what that does, it provides huge TV contracts because every market matters because they all are into it. If every market doesn't matter, remember there was a time when baseball was bigger than football in this country, pro football. And baseball, that's because every baseball team thought they had a shot. And once that started going away, it really had an impact on a lot of a lot of fans caring about baseball in their own markets. It became really regional. And the thing that makes NFL special is it's a it's a national sport. Mm. It's a national sport. But if you start to take away a team's opportunity to win because players won't go there, and they get to determine if they go there or not, that does, does, does a tremendous amount of damage to the parity. Gervon Dexter, I want to get to this. Did you guys see this story by any chance, Gervon Dexter with the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears? Okay, so you're going to recognize this Big League Advance Fund. Big League Advance Fund is the company that gave the money to uh, Fernando Tatis. Remember Tatis owes a big chunk of his... I want to say it was like 25%, but maybe it's 15% of his future earnings of that contract. Remember, it gets paid out, right, to this other company. They gave him money in the minor leagues. I saw a Real Sports article, or not article, but I saw the Real Sports piece that they had. This company, and they're also doing this with Urquidy, I believe either Luis Garcia. No, it's Luis Garcia is involved with this, and I want to say Chaz McCormick too. Uh, The Astros have a couple of players involved. This group formed by a former uh, relief pitcher and major league relief pitcher, but I'd never heard of him. What they do is they take a bunch of money and they will give you money early in Mm -hmm. the minor leagues. And they'll say, okay, we'll give you, you know, $250,000, but we get, you know, for a certain amount of your contract. Well, in Gervon Dexter's case, they said 25 years of name, image, and likeness where we own your name, image, likeness. And so, so in other words, they could, they could use it for, marketing purposes whenever they wanted to. Um, okay, let me stay on baseball first. Big league, the big league uh, advanced fund. This is all over minor league baseball. These guys, and if you don't pan out, then you keep your money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you, But if you do, yeah. if you do, you're getting hit for a big chunk, and that's what's happening with Fernando Tatis and many yep. major leaguers. And they say they hit, you know, even if they hit one out of ten, they got a chance to do well. Now they're going into football. Gervon Dexter took $400,000 from these guys, and what is being what is being looked at as an NIL deal right now, and then he's suing them so he can get out of this because well he they gets are, fi- they get fifteen percent of his pre tax NFL for twenty five for twenty five years. He just signed a six point seven two million dollar contract with the Bears, which means a million goes to BLA. The uh, Florida representative Chip Lamarca says that this is a predatory a predatory a predatory um, loan in which they, it's it's actually so on feels. The, the deals were supposed to be that an athlete could participate in the free market, and when they graduate, whether they go on to play professionally or not, any future contracts are null and void. In other words, we didn't want someone having access to someone's future without them having proper guidance and proper so representation. So this is where this company may be, and this yeah. is where they may be. This is a, Okay, so technically what he signed is enforceable by law. You are you notice the major league baseball players, the minor leaguers can't get out of this if it's just an agreement. If you take a payday, if you take a early money, 
which is dumb. I get that everyone wants to have money in their pockets, but if you take your 400000 and you sign a deal for, they get 15% for 25 years, as a standalone deal, Gervon Dexter screwed. What gives him an opportunity, though, is if this was positioned as an NIL deal since he was in college, he does have a chance to get out of this because your eligibility for yeah. an NIL deal, is it, it ends when you're done with college. So I'm not sure how this... These, and it does feel it's obviously predatory for a sec, for a football player who is going to get you know going to second third he went around earlier than I thought but I don't blame the the company if that's their model where they give you money now and you give them money later but if you fail then you don't have to pay anything back okay it looks like what happened with him was really nothing more than a predatory loan by an out-of-state LLC from Delaware. No agent involved, no compliance, no review of a contract, right. and all of that. So it's pretty scary to think that this can happen. He's done all the right things. He has succeeded. He's in the NFL, and he's got this hanging over his head. Well, no, but but he agreed. He agreed to it contract. just like Tatis did. Yeah, just like Tatis. Did. You can now, say Tatis was in another country. Can't I? Pro- I would say it's even, look, he's got access to lawyers. Gervon Dexter has access to agents. Gervon Dexter wanted his money and either didn't realize how much money was going to come out or he he thought that I can get out of this. I can eventually get out of this and I'm going to take the 400,000. But to the bigger point, I do think it'll be an interesting battle. Josh is going to, Josh Pate's going to join us next. But I, I do think the one thing to keep an eye on though is I think this company is going to start really jumping into the college space a lot more now this is going to become a bigger issue all right you want to know a big issue if you don't get her something that she wants from klein's jewelry that's an issue mark klein is joining us right now here on espn 97.5 and 92.5 and this is i got i had my wife's birthday and and boy did mark take care of me i don't care what the event is she wants jewelry and mark is here for you what's up marky mark hey good morning hey you know diamonds diamond jewelry diamond pendants everybody out there that's driving you're just sitting there thinking what am I going to do for my wife's birthday? What am I going to do for her anniversary? If you bought her diamond earrings or diamond pendant or diamond bracelets, it'd be the best day ever. Give give me a chance. Give me a call on the phone, 832-316-1388, and we're going to make the best jewelry possible. And we have the best jewelry in the city of Houston. Anything in jewelry, whether it's loose diamonds, custom rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings, diamond bracelets, whatever you want in jewelry, we... We even do pre-owned luxury watches right there in the store. And you can always trade in. If you bought from me before and you want to upgrade, let's say you bought half carrots, you always get full value trade up towards anything you want in the store. So whatever you want in jewelry, the only place to buy jewelry is my place, and it's Klein's Jewelry. We've been doing it since 1969. We have a website, John, Klein'sJewelry.com. You can go on there and look at the items. You can give me a call on the phone and say, look, I saw this item on your on your website, can you deliver it to me? It's free shipping to you. We deliver right to your office. So you have the greatest day for her birthday, anniversary, whatever it is. And we take care of you. There's the only place to buy jewelry in the city of Houston. Don't go to the mall. Don't go to some half price sale. You got to check me out. I'll quote you prices over the phone. If you saw a diamond somewhere and it's a GSI one, of course, we don't know all the details of every diamond, but you can give me the quote. And I'll quote you over the phone. 832-316-1388. Kleinsjewelry.com. Woodway and Fountain Woodway and Augusta. And also at Fountain View and Westheimer. Kleinsjewelry.com.
You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. 8.32 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Working on getting Josh Pate in here. Our weekly segment with him. We've got Dave Raymond at the top of the hour. And we've got uh, Five Star at the bottom of the next hour. So we got a busy, busy show here today. We had Robert uh, Flores on already. That was fun. Talking Astros baseball with him. We'll get the other side of the story with Dave Raymond here in about a half an hour. Uh, hopefully we get Josh Pate in here to talk to us about what's going on college football-wise. One of the story, one of the other stories yesterday was DJ, I call him ukulele, whatever it is. Uh, he's with Oregon State now. He left Clemson. They won. Oregon State won their game. He looked okay. But Big Dave, ukulele, is, he put out a tweet. I get it that you're against the portal and you dislike NIL. But that's how you you and how you feel. Your obligation is to the athletes what fits what best fits the success of the program. He was talking to Dabo Sweeney. Who said that? DJ Ugalele's father. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was a story Josh Pate talked about it on his show, Late Kick with Josh Pate. And he's joining us right now here, Late Kick Josh, at Late Kick Josh on Twitter. With us here this morning, once again, brought to you by Damaris Barbecue here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Josh, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. Did I hear us talking about Clemson there? Is that yeah, what I, heard? I, I was just watching your take on Dabo and how he's got to change his ways, doesn't he? Yeah, actually, right before I came on air, I was going back and forth with one of my buddies because one of my buddies hit me up, who's a big Clemson guy and said, you're overreacting to the Duke loss. That's not a program issue. That was just lack of execution. And sometimes people do that. I don't think I'm doing that. And so what I told him is the same thing I'll tell you guys. We can talk about it. I almost wish, selfishly, Clemson wouldn't have turned the ball over and people could see that even if they executed, that's still a dogfight against a pretty good Duke team, but a Duke team that you should outman by a wide margin, because then it wouldn't sound so reactionary. Uh, the fact is they're not special at receiver. They hadn't been in a few years. Uh, their overall roster talent, while it is better than 90% of the sport, is not nearly as special as it could be uh, because they are voluntarily ignoring one of the talent acquisition mechanisms that is provided to you in modern-day college football. And I guess where I differ from a lot of people is I hear a lot of people just hate on Dabo Swinney and they make fun of him for taking a, you know, a principled stance against the portal and whatnot. I don't mind if that's your stance. I do not mind if those are your values and, and your belief system. But I think if that's the stance you maintain, even after there are glaring examples that people are catching up to you or passing you by and you're letting it happen, you got to either evolve radically or you got to get out of the lane and let someone else do this thing because the sport is not the same sport that you succeeded in just a few years ago. In other words, that 1.0 version of Dabo at Clemson, that will not reach the standard that he set for them there anymore. I don't believe that, especially when you got Norvell doing what he's doing. Other coaches will do it. If, if Mario doesn't get it right at Miami, they'll get someone who gets it right. Uh, the Virginia schools, while they're terrible right now, will eventually figure it out and get it right. Uh, North Carolina will eventually get it right. You're, 
you're not going to move. Everyone else around you is going to move. And so that's how I see Clemson right now. Mm. Josh Pate with us here this morning on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Do you agree with Rick Tellender? Wrote a piece today, college football, no longer the game we once knew. I, it's, I don't know. I watched a lot of good football. I, I, you know, I know there's a lot of movement, but college football is still college football. Yeah, it is. I always do the same thing. Anytime someone tries to tell me the sky is falling in our sport, I ask them. So I'll use this weekend as an example. So it's, it's Texas versus Alabama. It is late in the third quarter. Uh, let's, say, let's say it's midway through the fourth quarter. So game's on the line. It's 24-23 to 23 Alabama. And Texas has got a fourth and two at the Bama 38-yard line. And Sark elects to go for it. They're out of timeouts already. And the play clock is seven, six, five. Crowds roaring. Uh, Ewers is trying to check at the line of scrimmage. In that moment right there, no one cares about anything that people point out in articles like that. No one's thinking about NIL. No one's thinking about how the transfer portal is devaluing the commitment of athletes and what they make to the school. Really, no one's even thinking about conference realignment, although I despise conference realignment in a lot of ways. They're thinking about the same things they've always thought about, and that is, wow, this moment on a Saturday in the late summer or fall is awesome. There's nothing like it on planet Earth. And until that changes, until we don't have that anymore, You've still got college football the same way you've always had it at the core. It's what orbits Saturdays in the fall. That's what could use some work. But make no mistake, the nucleus of this sport is every bit as great as it's always been. Yeah, it's just it's different. I think it's different for the coaches behind the scenes. Um, it's different for if you are somebody who's putting who doesn't have time to worry about the changes in college football. You're trying to put together a roster. Those coaches look at it as, hey, we've got a chance to improve certain positions quickly with the portal and you know we can do it in some cases through nil or whatever we're calling nil but um it it really is becoming more and more josh like the premier league and and i know it's international soccer i'm just calling i'll just call it premier league where we saw that with lsu we saw it with florida state we're going to pick up this guy this guy at this position this position so your core is still the same in some cases but you add new players that, you know, out of nowhere, it's it's the new junior college. I mean, Kansas State used to do a bunch of junior college stuff under Schneider. It's kind of what it is now, it feels like. It's only it's coming from our FCS or FBS teams. Yeah, and I think it's really important the way you phrase that there. You know, you may have someone who's either new to our game or doesn't know the history of it or is just young and, and can't know the history because they didn't really live it or they didn't experience it, I guess. And they may think that's a new thing. The big dogs acquiring talent from a tier two or three or four below them is all of a sudden something new. Well, it's not something new. We've changed the semantics, like we've changed the wording. Instead of taking kids from a JUCO, now you're taking them from an FCS or a G5 or something like that. And uh, look, I've spent considerable time on my show talking about the plight of those smaller schools. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I get it. I understand it. Uh, I'm sympathetic towards it, but I, at the same time, you know, I used to watch during Shark Week what those great whites would do to those seals, and I'm the one who felt bad for the seal. But that doesn't change what's going to happen in the the natural order of things, and it's not going to change what happens no matter how bad I feel about Alcorn State. It's not going to change what happens in the natural order of things in this sport, and there's really nothing you're going to do at this point to change it. It's the whole toothpaste back in the tube thing. And so 
I, like the way I always think about it is, okay, from this point moving forward, what parts of this is are palatable? What parts of this can I embrace? What parts that I don't like are changeable? And, you know, which people swing a big enough stick in the room to actually do anything about it? That's the way I choose to look at hey, it. Hey, I'm a draft guy, so you and I will look at things maybe a little bit different. Like, I, I look at quarterbacks. Like, I didn't love Jordan Travis's game. I liked the second half. John and I talked about this, where Colin Cowher is going crazy about all the quarterbacks. And there's some good quarterbacks in this year's draft, potentially, and certainly in college football this year. What are your thoughts about the quarterback class in general? Like, do you think it's being overhyped a little bit, or or is it receiving the right amount of hype? Dude, I always think the quarterback classes are overhyped. So you ask me this, it's just an evergreen yes. But I remember last year at the Texas-Bama game, you and I were up there in the press box, and I was telling you how differently I view the sport than you do because I view when these guys go to the draft as the finish line. That's like the edge of the world to me. They walk off that cliff, I never see them again because I never get to watch the Sunday game. I'm always busy on Sundays. And in the draft world, you guys are watching them walk towards you. I'm watching them walk away from me. So I, when I watch Caleb Williams at USC, I know what everyone says about him. I just love the crazy, you know, acrobatic stuff he's able to do at the college level. And so with Jordan Travis, it's funny you mentioned that because I had to talk with another guy uh, who's, who's sort of, sort of on the more NFL side of the fence, too. And he was telling me, hey, you know, I could pick apart this Jordan Travis game the other night. And I'm like, I'm sure you could. And you'd be my guest. But I'm watching it on Saturday. I'm watching it. Well, it happened to be a Monday game but I'm, right. or a Sunday game. But I'm watching it from a Saturday lens. And, brother, that right there is something they hadn't had down there at Florida State in a few years. And also, look, just to go back to the topic we were just talking about, what they've done with the portal down there is defying a lot of logic. It's defying a lot of historical metrics for what the minimum should be for you to be able to compete at that level. So, yeah, times are changing, man. Josh Pate at Late Kick Josh on Twitter, a must follow for you college football fans. I got a question for you, Josh. What's up, boys? You believe now? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh no. Do you believe that? <laughs> Do you believe now? Now, okay, I think Johnny Hodges was right. TCU is a laughing stock defensively. It couldn't have been a better matchup. But do you believe now? Well, I never didn't believe in what was happening out there. I wholeheartedly doubted that they'd be able to beat TCU. So there, I was proven dead wrong, had egg all over my face Saturday. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think there are dual lanes here. There are people like me who exist in both of them. So I, when Dion came in, love that he came in because I'm in the content creation business. So of course I love it. But also I really believed he could defy convention in many ways at Colorado and the talent acquisition methodology he was using while we had never seen it before. I actually didn't have a lot of doubt that it would work and it would work quickly. I just doubted that it would work quite this quickly. So I doubted this team. And it's not like a three-point win over TCU all of a sudden paints them in the nine-win category or anything like that. Uh, but I thought they'd get blown out Saturday. So they've already achieved or overachieved in my estimation. I think the next thing to watch, and it really starts this week, is the normal factors that hurt a team, you know, being, being wildly emotionally erratic, uh, the letdown spot, if you will, being inconsistent as a team. That, that's supposed to bite you in a week like this. There's all kind of externals around the game. There's all kind of hype around the game. 
Uh, your head coach himself really exists out in the external space, at least publicly. So if they come out again Saturday and, and they're ultra-focused and they look like the more prepared team, they look like the better coach team, that'll be just another in a string of just defying conventional wisdom that we've seen from them so far. And look, I'm telling you right now, I, I have heard from a lot of coaches about Dion since that game last weekend. And a lot of them dislike what's happening, but it's not because of him. It's nothing personal against him. They hate that he is basically ruining it for everyone else who's trying to preach to their AD and their donor class, patience, give me two years. We can't do this overnight. You can't just rely on the portal to solve all your problems. (laughs) Because technically those coaches are right to a 99th percentile, but fans and donors and ADs and university presidents are about to let the 0.1% exception to the rule, uh, get them drunk on the idea that anyone could do that. Anyone could go find their Dion. And a lot of coaches know their lives are about to be made a lot more difficult because of Deion Sanders. Well, it can't be better. I mean, they had TCU's defense last week, and they got Jeff Sims this week, okay? And so he that is he's awful. He That game against Minnesota was one of the worst college football games I think I've seen in a while. It was. It, you thought it, it was, was that bad? Awful. I've seen some bad football games, some bad Big Ten games. I've seen some high scoring, terrible games. But the quarterback, I, I just, I'm struggling with how Jeff Sims is going to put up enough. I thought, I thought Nebraska's defense was really good. I'm really struggling with how Nebraska is going to score enough points to to stay inside the number. For example, they're a three and a half point underdog. How are you going to score enough if you're Nebraska this year? Well, the way you do it is a non-offensive point, which sounds like a joke, but it's real. Um, the one thing I could see, uh, Nebraska's got a decent enough front against this Colorado team to pressure the quarterback and to hopefully, like if I were Nebraska, I would count on that bubble being so full and that confidence being so sky high over there that I can sit back like the old Venus flytrap and I can wait on them to take some risk and maybe take some unnecessary risk and push balls where they shouldn't be pushed, and I'm the beneficiary of it, and I set up Jeff Sims with short fields, or I just outright score, and I win field position decisively, and that's how I turn it into a 22-16 a to 16 kind of game or something like that. Because you're right. If this thing's played straight up, I mean, I, I think Colorado, not only could they win it, they could end up pulling away and all of a sudden, people are talking about whether they should be ranked in the top 10 or not. <laughs> At Late Kick Josh, Late Kick Podcast, Late Kick Live, CBS Sports 24-7. He's a busy guy, and he does it all for college football. Brought to you by Damaris Barbecue. It's a great place to go and watch your games on Saturday right there at 18th Street and 610. Just a great, great place with all of the television. You can watch all the games there at Damaris Barbecue. Hey, Josh, as always, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you again next week. I appreciate it, guys. Now we're talking about Home Bank. This is a new sponsor to the show. They've got 42 banking centers, okay? Five in the greater Houston area, River Oak, Sugarland, Gulf Freeway, Clear Lake, Friendswood. Stop by any of their location, or you can see what they do. Home24bank.com. Home, the number two, numbers two and four, bank.com. It's good for business, good for life. Home Bank 
It's a member FDIC. If you're looking for a great place to go and get you a CD, you got to deposit a minimum of twenty five hundred dollars. The reap the 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 reap off of that is excellent. More much better than you're going to get from your savings account. Just leaving your money in a savings account right now is just not smart. Home Bank has a CD out there that is going to make you money. Okay, so if you're looking for a great place, a great way to invest. And let your money, guaranteed money coming in this next year, a minimum of $2,500. If you've got a bank, a, a savings account that's got more than that in it, what are you doing? If you're not going to touch it, make let it, will that money work for you at home24bank.com, home24bank.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence, John Granado and Lance Zerline. You remember when Mitch Garver hit a home run and the Rangers led 3-0 in game one of this series? <laughs> Barely. 3-0 they led, and since then? Barely. The Who started? Astro- it wasn't Javier. Who was that? No, was it that, uh, was, JP? Uh, that was uh, Valdez. No, oh, no, 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 no. Game one. Uh, uh, that was 2-1, right? Yeah, that two was nothing, uh, France. JP won. JP it wasn't 3 nothing, was it? It was 3 to nothing in the fourth inning. How badly were they outscored and after the that? And they asked 39-7. Yeah. You don't usually have... A 32 You don't mind seeing have a 9-7 and seven on squares? Yeah. Although well, you really it, was, need it ended up 9-10, 10 39-10. Oh, series. that's right. Yeah, thirty-nine to ten in the series. But since that point, the fourth inning of Game One, the Astros outscored them thirty-nine to seven. Why do we do baseball squares? I don't know. Yeah, because that a series any any any, any, any four hit. game or like you do a four game series, just treat it like quarters. Because we don't. Because it's every day. We don't do that. It's the, well, the numbers, all. but five could be a good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, know what's not a great number? Seven, eight, nine. Unless you're Astros. Yeah, or, no, right. Yeah. No, at any point, any team can score six, seven, yeah, eight. Yeah, let's do right. squares with baseball then. Right. Well, do you do it every day then? Okay, you're going to put... Okay. okay, we'll just do it, you know, do it for Well, fun. we'll do it like, for the postseason. Just do it for bragging rights. We'll do it for the postseason. Do it for, yeah. We'll put some squares together, which is illegal, I hope you know, but okay. Why? If it's all of gambling. It's given, if all of it's given out and none's taken, it's not gambling. Yes, it is. If there's no rake? It's illegal. How? It's illegal. Because it's no illegal. Rake. Then how are you able to play poker if there's no rake? If there's no rake, it's just money exchanged between friends. The um, rake makes it illegal. Well, I don't I don't think the friends thing has anything I, to do with it. That's not illegal. Squares is not illegal if all the money goes back. Um yeah, it is. How? Bars have been don't because it is. Because it's illegal, because well, it's gambling. Bars are also where you also you bring, do it because, bring revenue in. No, TABC will come in and shut you down for private well, for squares. bars, not for not for you. Not in reality, but in theory, they come. right. No, I've never heard of that in my entire life. Well, no, life. I have absolutely. But I'll bet you it, you've heard about somebody getting oh, shut yeah, down yeah. for squares. No, 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 no. TABC coming in and shutting down squares. Yeah. But that's a bar. That's not us. Right. They they there's revenue that comes in or whatever. It's not illegal if you don't. I don't know what TABC rules are. But if you don't keep any for the house, that's why all these organizations are able to do the charity stuff where you bring money in, like bingo. They do 
they do bingo stuff, bingo in the heights every Thursday. Not illegal. Illegal. Not illegal. And you get to bring in your own food and drink. Listen. Bingo in the heights is has been way more fun than like watching Texans. Games. That's why they defunded the police because of how illegal it is. And <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, what? Time. Right. Um. How illegal? It's illegal. How illegal? Squares I'm disappointed are disappointed with the police for not not uh, you know holding a stand a higher standard for our bars here. Um, do you agree or disagree? Gus Johnson is getting some heat for his call. Did you listen to the game? Uh, uh, the which one? The, the Colorado, Colorado game? game, Colorado TCU game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was did. watching it. it. Was yeah, it was Gus and Joel Clatt. Yeah, I would listen to it. I I thought that there. Oh, was, how often he mentioned? No, Deion? I thought there was a huge bias toward Colorado. So fifty three Dion mentions. There were ten mentions of Sonny Dykes. Yeah, Dion, Dion, Dion is Dykes. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Dion is Trump in the sense that what I when I say that I mean Josh Pate even said that content creation. The first thing I thought mm-hmm. of was Trump. When Trump is in office, everyone can be mad or everyone can be happy or whatever, but there's going to be a ton of articles. There's going to be people who – there's going to be talk show uh, – sports uh, – not sports talk, but uh, uh, jokes that are written for late-night television and stuff. It's good for business. Dion is good for business. He is. Because of content creation. Why would you ever talk about Sonny Dykes more than Deion Sanders? It no. doesn't make sense. Is it fair? No. Are we going to get tired of hearing Dion stuff all the time? Yes. Does it make sense for the people creating content? Absolutely. I, I, I definitely felt a bias towards Colorado in that game by Gus Johnson. But Kirk Kirkfield came to his defense and said, listen, if it was a blowout, I don't want to blow out. I'm going to root for the team that's down to come back and try to win. And you know what? Colorado had to come down. And oh, by the way. That fourth quarter was awesome. Dude, it was Gus three plays, that. touchdown, three plays, touchdown, three plays, touchdown. If we're talking about late in the game, yeah. Gus always does that. Yes, yes. Gus cheers hard for the big plays at the end of the yeah. game. Yeah, well, but listen, I think I think you're right about it. It's Dion is such a big personality uh, that you're going to have that bias. You're probably going to have that bias again this week over Matt Rule. Oh, well, live with it. You know what? Dion is good for college football. He's good. This, 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 them being good is good for college football. I wish Dion would make it a little less about himself, but Dion's never made it a little less about himself. That's what Dion do. Now uh, that we have Tom, all these guests. We can't like go late on stuff. No. This sucks. Yeah, I know. We got to hit breaks. That's unbelievable. Why well, right now, hit- though, we got Chastain Ford, and that, I don't mind ever talking about Chastain. I love talking about Chastain Ford. I love what Chastain Ford does for me, what he does, what the Chastains do for the community. I love what the Chastains do for University of Houston. I love what the Chastains do every single time they sell a vehicle because every team, time they sell a vehicle, they don't add on. They don't mark up. There are dealerships that are out there saying, well, you know, this is a tough car to get, so we're going to have to mark that up 10000 literally $10,000 more because it's such a tough car to get or truck to get. And the chess things are like, what? No, we ain't doing that. We're giving you the MSRP of what – and they give you below MSRP. That's the amazing thing. When the car business was at its worst – Chastain's promised that they would give you these vehicles at under MSRP. Who does that? The Chastain's do. And they're going to work that deal as hard as they can for you every single time. No add-ons, no markups. The best place to go and get your Ford truck or your pre-owned vehicle on at ChastainFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead. It's just five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford.